Hi, you're listening to another podcast from the Cloud Avengers portal. My name's Richard Morrell. Thank you for taking the time to download this file. So today's going to be a podcast with a slight difference. I was over at VMworld at Barcelona in about two weeks ago now. Must be about two, two and a half weeks ago. Um, and we will, we got there mob-handed. Uh, we always have a small stand there purely to put red hats on people's heads, but also to talk about alternative methods of virtualization. And we were joined at VMworld by one of our major strategic global partners, who were IBM. IBM had a huge lorry outside that if you were at VMworld, you would have seen as running a, a lot of uh, Red Hat virtualization equipment, and uh, a lot of their Blade servers were running Rev and RevM. And it was quite cool to demo this stuff. And Bill Bauman from the US, who sits in our Rev virtualization business unit, uh, he flew over for the event, and Bill and I are, are really tight. We're really close. And... Uh, I spend a lot of time bouncing things off him, ideas and concepts. And, you know, I'm always listening to him with regards to his ideas and concepts about architecture, about how we could be doing things better, but also about how alternative technologies such as VMware and Hyper-V aren't doing things as well as people perceive and looking at those opportunities in the marketplace to go out there and to try and take some advantage. Now, Bill and I have tried two or three times to record a podcast. We tried at Summit at Boston in June. We tried when we were out in uh, Barcelona. But again, ambient noise in these uh, big Summit venues makes recording very difficult. And I had this idea that he was giving a keynote talk for IBM, talking about flex equipment and talking about the whole Rev, Rev M piece. And I thought it'd be really cool if I could just mic the dude up and record his talk because I think going to a wider audience is really beneficial when you do these things because talking to 50, 60, 80 people in a room is all well and good. But when I put these decks out, usually they go to a thousand people. So the deck is available to download in PDF format from the blog. I recommend that before you listen to this podcast, you do download the deck, otherwise it won't make sense. However, Bill purely just uses these decks for reference and he whistles through them. So listen to what he's got to say. He's one of the brightest dudes on the planet when it comes to virtualization. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Speak to you soon. Great. So we're going to get this started. Uh, feel free to stop me and ask questions. Uh, anything interactive is great. And uh, so again, my name is Bill Bowman. I'm a technical product marketing manager for the IBM Global Alliance at Red Hat. And I'm here today to talk to you about some of the benefits of Flex Systems and Red Hat Enterprise virtualization. So thanks for sticking around, folks. Uh, quick agenda what we're going to go over. We're going to talk about legacy computing, where we, where we used to be with SystemX servers and Blade Center servers. And then we'll move on to talk about what, what cloud computing has started to do as we introduce virtualization. And then the introduction of fabric-based computing. And this is really where you start, start to see the flex systems and the pure systems and the pure applications from IBM really start to change the game out there. And that was a theme from IBM several years ago. I was at IBM at the time, and we talked about change the game. And this is another game changer. This is a very, very significant uh, step forward in how we design systems. And then I'll talk about what does a well-designed fabric look like. So if you look at legacy computing infrastructure, uh, we used to start with a, a, a kind of that three-tiered approach, right? We'd have a web server, you'd have maybe application servers, database servers, and every server was kind of fit for purpose. Every server did a, served a specific role. And you bought smaller servers, and you bought bigger servers, and you bought biggest servers. And then at the same time, we did the same thing with our IO connectivity, both for networking and storage traffic. You had your, your traditional one gig, and maybe you'd attach some two gig fiber. Maybe the, the, the bigger applications that needed direct access to their data, you, you'd have your four gig fiber channel in there. And then the largest, you know, your eight gig, and now we've grown on to 16 gig fiber channel. But again, they're all attached to a very specific server with a very specific purpose. So that, that 
presented our legacy infrastructure. And, and, and that was great at the time, right? We had our ethernet connectivity and our SAN connectivity and everything was broken out and, and it made sense. And then we moved on and we started to virtualize this. But what happened when we started to virtualize this technology, we still had these fit for purpose infrastructures, right? We hadn't gone and, and taken a look at this and said, what if we start changing things? So when I virtualized it, I still had these small and medium and larger servers, but now I put small VMs on the small servers because that's what I had. I didn't buy a whole new architecture. I put my medium VMs on medium servers and I put the large VMs on large servers. But notice we also didn't change the connectivity out there. And you, would, and, and you heard Cisco start talking about this and IBM and HP, all the OEM vendors started to talk to you as customers and partners and say, we need to reevaluate how we've been doing this IO connectivity because this might not be ideal, especially when we start moving into cloud computing. And cloud computing is where we want to automate this stuff, right? We don't want to have, we don't want to have to figure out where the virtual machines are going, where the, the workloads are going. What we're looking for here is automation of the entire infrastructure. So the connected infrastructure becomes increasingly complex, but we need to be able to put the workload anywhere. So this infrastructure here, we just started to refer to as cloud. Everything computes just in this general cloud, but we still have this legacy infrastructure. So cloud automates things. It reduces our time to deployment, but it increases the complexity of how we manage this disparate environment of different server types, different connectivity types. We want to start converging that, right? And so we move on to fabric-based computing. So if those, I know that uh, you'll hear VMware talk about vFabric, you'll hear Brocade and, the, and Emulex talk about their fabrics, and you'll hear about the fabric inside the, the Flex system chassis. But what is a fabric-based infrastructure? What's a well-designed fabric-based infrastructure? The basic premise of a fabric is that we're, we're designing the system for the highest common denominator. In fabric-based computing, at the hardware level, we've started to address the issue of having that disparate infrastructure. We need all systems to have the capability of running any workload. That includes the I.O. connectivity, the processing capability, the memory access, et cetera. If all of those systems can't run any workload, I have that increased complexity. Where do I put this workload? How do I get this workload where, to where it needs to be? So we start talking about a well-designed fabric. And a well-designed fabric is that highest common denominator. And this is a slide that talks about some of those different considerations. You can get this slide deck from us later. The flex system, or a pure flex system, or a pure systems, a pure application, is designed ex specifically with a well-designed fabric in mind. And what you see is a tremendous amount of I.O. bandwidth in and out of the chassis, and an equal amount of I.O. bandwidth within the chassis. And you have any size server you need. You have the two-socket servers from Intel, the four-socket servers from Intel. You have power architecture servers in this chassis to support those different workloads without having to figure out where to put different things and write complex scheduling rules, et cetera. And so we start looking at this problem. What, what are some of the problems of existing blade infrastructures? What's different 
about the Flex Systems infrastructure moving forward from these old blades. Well, the old blade infrastructure was designed with that top of rack in mind, right? We're going to go outside the blades and we're going to go find top of rack and start distributing, but that increases latency and we start to decrease our bandwidth and we start to have congestion top of rack. The Flex system is designed with full performance inside the chassis as well as outside the chassis. So when you look at the performance, up to 220 gigabits of uplink performance going in and out of this chassis. We have sub one microsecond latency going in and out of the chassis so that we have that highest common denominator approach, all workloads with the same access to all resources. And now we don't have to worry, where does my workload end up in this standardized or converged network where all of the access is virtually linear from any system. And when we look at this, for example, you could have a pool of just 14 nodes here, or you could have a resource pool over here of 28 nodes, and this scales very nicely. But what's important when you start looking at resource pools is the bigger the resource pool, much like previously, the bigger the server. IBM introduced eight socket servers and 16 socket servers and has the X5 scalable technology. The bigger the server, the more workload you can put on it because the more access to resources that workload has. You don't have to distribute your workloads as much. You can have fewer servers with higher utilization. Same thing with these resource pools. The bigger a resource pool I can build, the more uh, utilize, utilize that resource pool can be. And that's where Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization really starts to take advantage of the Flex Systems architecture. Because with Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization, we can build resource pools in the hundreds of physical nodes. And that's something you don't see in other virtualization solutions. And they can't take advantage, the full advantage of this converged and standardized technology going in and out of the system. So Rev Manager scales our clusters to hundreds of instances there. And that's really compelling when we say we don't want to have to figure out where the workload is going before we start the workload. And that's the evolution going from legacy computing to virtualized computing to cloud computing to a well-designed fabric. The, the PureFlex system is a well-designed hardware infrastructure, but without the software infrastructure on top of it to scale that out, we don't have the complete solution. And that's what we're talking about here with Rev. At the same time, if we're going to put all these workloads out there, how do we manage them? You see IBM Systems Director, it scales to over 20,000 endpoints within that single pane of glass management. And that's part of the Flex Systems Management as well. So now we have a holistic ecosystem of virtualization, management, hardware, storage, connectivity, et cetera all with a single box infrastructure that you can scale out with different architectures within it. A little uh, summary here. So, so the overall summary, what are we talking about here? Fabrics built on IBM Flex systems don't suffer performance degradation, either internally within the Flex chassis or when you leave that Flex chassis. The Flex system scaled to hundreds or thousands of nodes but they don't require hundreds or thousands of nodes to get a return on investment. They don't require that top of rack connectivity. You get that return of investment from a single chassis and that's a really compelling uh, value proposition from Flex. Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization is the only virtualization solution that truly scales to that sort of scalability without a lot of manual intervention 
to manage where those workloads are going. And Systems Director supports that from a management capability perspective. And then I have some, some futures here where I, we talk about some of the storage capabilities coming in Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization 3.1 that are also very compelling and fit nicely into this story. So I'll be here if anyone has any questions and thank you very much for participating and attending the IBM Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization session today.